Hello and welcome to our first live recorded episode of Less Than 10. This is uh, episode 38 and uh, we got, it's our first episode of 2021, so happy new year everyone. Uh, we still have some some stuff to go through today that's pretty neat because we did the nannies, which was like the uh, the, the fun kind of award show that we, we've had out for the last while, so we're going to go through the results of that. And then we're also going to do a master class on boosters. Uh, so that's cool, drugs and, and that kind of stuff. So first, we'll just get into uh, kind of what we've been up to in EVE. Um, you guys probably know everyone, but uh, if not, if you're new because of Twitch and you haven't listened on the podcast, then uh, we'll just kind of say who we brief who we are and get into what we've been up to. So my name's Feral. I've been playing EVE uh, since 2009. Uh, I love small gang PvP. And uh, that's about it lately. I mean, I've been really busy in real life, so I've been flying a bit, but mainly I've been flying Draugr the last couple weeks since we've last uh, talked. So I did some solo in GE, and that was entertaining. Um, I, I was, like I said, in my Draugr, which I fly uh, plated with, an, with, an, uh, with a Dead Space rep and full tank lows, and I fly no micro jump drive, micro warp drive, scram, long point. So uh, I, I had this one fight, and I tackled a, ve a Vexer in an Anom to start it. And uh, they came in with like a Carries and a Curse and a Caracal and some other cruisers and I just uh, and some fast tackles. So I just kited around in the Drog. I was running Snakes as well. It was pretty blingy, full disclosure. Um, so that was good. It ended up getting like, as it, it does in GE, which we have to expect it, but really blobby and... Um, I just had really cool, it stuck out for me because I had really cool conversations with them in local. They weren't bad. They were they were like, hey, sorry for blobbing you with recons and, and carries, but, you know, I didn't die. I got out. I got some kills, so it was fun. I got, like, six kills. So I kind of liked that. And then, yeah, then I flew Drog in, in gang as well, which is always fun screening, especially uh, I don't fit a damage one on mine, full tank lows and a polycarb rig. But just being in good position and... Uh, you know, giving, being good at giving links to my gang mates and then screening and holding tackle on thing. That's kind of my role in, in that ship. So I really enjoyed it. Uh, who wants to go next? Uh, I'll do it. So go I'm Casper. Um, I actually haven't been on the show for a couple episodes now, so I'm stoked to be back. Uh, since then, there was a sweet tournament. Um, we got second uh, again, so that happened. And then what do we do after that? Then I'm like, Shout well, out to your Discord name. Yeah, yeah, honestly. Just, yeah, four times second place winner is pretty fitting. Um, so after that, we decided to uh, go for another meme with our corp, and we joined a silent company. So shout out to those guys. Actually, the biggest alliance in the game, but they're mostly high sec. So like once a week, we've been doing a fleet with like some new bros, with some new bro, um, like Mal or Moas, rather. And then we just did Ham Caracals. And it's been kind of fun kind of playing around with those guys. And, you know, this will go into what we're talking about later, but I've been going into Losec quite a bit with one of my alts. And Narvanas I've never tried before. Uh, talk Again, talk about those later, but 
relearning LOSEC and having some fun there. And, you know, excited to be back and try out this live webcam thing and see who can mess up the most on their talking. So uh, somebody else can go. Sure. Um, so real life has been pretty busy, but last week, I think it was, I actually got some time to like sit down and play like a steady block of Eve, um, or actually, I guess the last two weeks. And so um, I actually got to do some fun nano stuff, like three nights in a row, I think. Um, ended up going out and just doing like some small gang ropes. Well, small gang for us, um, we were running like probably eight to 12 people. So um, not as small as it could be, but still super fun. So I just took out like a really cheap malediction, just kind of like the standard like 40, 50 mil fit um, and just like tossed them at things. And we actually had some really good um, snags. We had some of our newer guys that so we run an academy, which I think you guys talked about maybe two episodes ago. Um, Noir Academy kind of came up. Um, but yeah, so one of our academy members was running like a second indie with me. And so we worked on like trading off tackle and that kind of thing. Um, and we actually ended up bumping into 10 <laughs> and kind of lobbed and murdering me. Yeah. yeah. So we, we had, uh, we did like kind of back to back roams. We roamed for a little bit and then, uh, we were going to pick up, um, a potential recruit. And so we're like, oh, there's a Thera hole close by. We'll just kind of roam back through Thera, um, get back to high sec grab our potential and then uh, go eat out again. And so as we get to Thera, we see 10 kind of burning off the Thera hole in a VNI. And I was like, oh, it's 10. We'll kind of like leave them alone. And our um, academy pilot was like, oh, I want to try to catch them. So we're like, oh, you know what? Just go for it. <laughs> and so he ended up uh, catching 10. And then we just like blobbed him with, I think, like six, eight cruisers. And it was like not even close to like a fair fight whatsoever. <laughs> um, but it was still fun. Yeah. And then we, like I said, hopped through Thera, um, reshipped, grabbed our other guy and came back. So um, that's what I've been doing for the most part. Actually got a little bit of that in. And then now Noir is deployed again for kind of uh, we're um, hanging out with the new corp and testing them out for our alliance. So we've been blopsing around and doing that kind of thing. Cool. Yeah. Um, when I'm not getting blobbed by Noir, uh, which to be fair, I was aligned and absolutely made the choice to engage that stiletto and not just warp off, even though there were 12 of you or whatever. So, you know, no, no, uh, no blame there, really. Um, I've been playing around with armor phantasms mostly lately, which has been pretty entertaining because they have all those myth slots for all the utility you could want. And Feral's drinking. Sorry, sorry to interrupt you. <laughs> I'm just showing, just showing chat what I'm, what I'm drinking. Okay, all right. <laughs> all good. I was just a little confused. Uh, yeah, so that's been interesting. I've mostly been dying in them, um, but I've been having fun doing it. So, you know, the beam, you know, dual prop plated armor phantasm is surprisingly fast. And uh, actually... You know, I get the strong feeling that it's a good ship if I were better at piloting it. Dang, I've done a armor succubus, never armor uh, jigger. That sounds really fun. That's fun. The... I stole a fit from uh, General Hungry, and I've been I've been enjoying it. I think I'm gonna try it. He has a dual web fit. I think I might try a web and a scram. Yeah, AAR or like a shiny normal rep. What are you doing? Uh, AAR plate heat sinks. Um, I think one nano, and then dual prop, point dual web cap booster. 
Are you uh, Feyrell and Casper dishonorable with your implants, or uh, you a little bit more honorable? <laughs> uh, I've been trying to lose this mid-grade pod that I have so that I can use the high-grade pod someone gave me for Christmas. Um, but so far, I have failed to lose the pod. So <laughs> we'll get Actually, there. Actually, i got to mention Christmas, too, because we haven't talked since Christmas. But uh, in Furnace, we had uh, a Secret Santa. And Ten actually got me. And, and I roamed in it already, but he got me a polarized uh, Orthrus uh, for, for a Secret Santa gift. So that's pretty sick. It actually, it spits DPS, but obviously ham application and and uh, yeah. So no scram on it, just long point shield buffer, polarized Orthrus. So we'll see how many kills I can get with that before it blows up. I wouldn't, I wouldn't solo maybe in that, but. <laughs> no, definitely not. So no solo boat. But let's move into, um, there's some videos we wanted to highlight. So I'm going to link uh, two of the three in chat, guys. And uh, you don't have to watch them right now, but you can later. Uh, you might have seen them. They're all nightmare vids. Uh, two of them are from Lucy and one's from Amelia. So the vids are awesome. They're good, good fights. Um, but I wanted to touch on this because the nightmare... Since the ESS changed, I think it's it's even seeing more use. We saw like small gang nightmare use before, kind of warlording around in a nightmare. It's a it's super fucking beefy ship to fly in small gang. But do you, like, do you guys see it more now? And why is it so good? Like, let's kind of just touch on that. Why is it There's so good? I know it's expensive. No counter but... to a nightmare in an ESS situation, other than more of the same thing. Even like damps at TDs at those ranges aren't effective because of their own fall off. Yeah, right. and I think it gets, you know, it's easy to put it into the ESS because you're not actually compromising your fit at all to go into the ESS. Whereas other ships, like if you're switching to a 100MN cruiser or even 10MN, like you're you're changing your fit to make it viable for the ESS where you normally would have had a micro warp drive. But the nightmare is so fast on a 100MN AB that it's rare that you will would ever put a micro warp drive on it anyway. So you're just taking the same ship in. Yeah. Yeah, I, that's I, a big thing. I haven't just, flown one, but I like I've been meaning to buy one. It's just the, the biggest barrier for me, obviously, is Thera, and you have to bring it in through low sec. So whenever I'm shopping for ships, I'm kind of like in my Ocator on my alt, and you know, it's I could bring it in an Ocator, but it's it's that's it in one Ocator. So I, I should get one and bring it in because man they like they they do wreck i've i flew a lot with smh in his nightmare and uh i don't know those videos are really good though so give those guys a watch guys have a if you haven't seen them definitely look at them when you're done watching us and uh man it's just like subs and follows flying so i'm not keeping up with it but thank you guys so much uh that's that's very inspiring so thank you. That's Someone did just say in the chat that the nightmare is very slippery, and that's definitely true. It's one of the things that make it such a small gang, good small gang battleship in the first place is that you can tank some, and then when you're ready to leave, like no one can scram you because you're on an afterburner and you have a couple heavy newts, and you can pretty much, in most circumstances, scrape off tackle pretty quickly and bail. Yeah, that's yeah. true. And then and they, I guess the there's two big fitting uh debates to be had with the nightmare right is like mjd versus no mjd and then snakes versus crystals right so so what do you guys think i'm gonna say snakes and mjd because i'm a coward let's go around the circle here casper 
Uh, I like the crystals. I'm going to go opposite everything I know and I kind of stand for, but I think the crystals are the way to go there. Um, I think I would go snakes and MGD too, but that's because I'm a scaredy cat. I would definitely run. I don't know. I've I've mixed feelings about the MGD. I think it depends a little bit on what you're doing with it and like who's in your fleet. You know, because if you're just going to MJD away from your gang and then, you know, not be part of it, that's not that helpful. But I think... I'm going to agree with Casper on the crystals. The nightmare is so good at leaving when it wants to that being able to stay in for longer until you decide to leave is more important, I think. Yeah. The heavy newts are, are really good at shedding, like late tackle and just warping off, or even medium sized tackle, too. So, I mean, you guys all done with the na- nightmare talk? What do you think? Any, anything else to say? Or should we move on? Um, I think the one thing I'd add, like another thing that makes it really strong is I think at least um, from my side, so we're blue to Providence area and kind of all the alliances there. And one thing I've noticed is a lot of the response fleets just have no webs. Um, Like you'll have kind of the standard like empty tackle or like heavy tackle, like a um, assault frigate that has a scram, but nobody ever brings webs. And so for whatever reason, like they, they should, but they don't. Um, and so one of the things that makes Nightmare so powerful is like, you're not really, yeah, like nobody brings webs to slow it down. And so how are you going to catch this Nightmare that's speeding at like MWD speeds with an afterburner? And yeah, fast tackle all the time will like burn in, try to get a scram for whatever reason, um, because they're just not thinking about it. And then just get absolutely nuked because they'll get nuded out and then fall behind and blapped. So I think like the other thing that makes it so powerful, both for ESS and just in general um, in Nullsec, is that people just like don't prepare for it well. People prepare for really kitey, fast MWD ships. They don't really prepare for um, like Nightmare Phantasm, that kind of thing. Yeah, that's fair. Yeah, that's true. And I think it's also, you know, also in order to be good in this meta, of course, you have to project like crazy, and the Nightmare does that. It both projects and tracks. So it's, uh, you can shoot, you know, especially if you're beams, you can shoot a really long way, but you still have a really nice tracking bonus. And can flag is just six cents the buff. But let's get into the awards, the nannies, the nanofiber awards. So yeah, this was like a, a, a Google poll that we put out and uh, kind of opened it up to everyone to nominate and we kind of thinned out the nominations uh, and and sent it out. It's been up for about a week and we had like 100 responses. So that's pretty cool. We're just going to go through each category and say a little bit and announce the winners. So I'll do the first one. And that is favorite CCP dev, which by the way, the community talks about CCP. In hindsight, I should have named it most tolerable CCP dev. <laughs> but, but the winner uh, by a pretty good margin is uh, CCP Aurora. So thank you, CCP Aurora recently joined CCP um, and she's done uh, an insane amount of work uh, for the tournament community, getting Thunderdome up, um, coordinating things with people. And she also, more than that, she also does um, a lot of really cool Twitch streaming, uh, kind of explaining. She did like a PvP stream, which I watched and thought was really great, kind of explaining a lot of the basics and some of the more advanced tactics. Uh, she's part of the community team. She had a big part to do with the, uh, you guys see the Eve Partner up there logo. So our podcast is partnered, where we get a few little perks and some um, access to other partners to kind of 
project ideas off of and stuff like that. So it's pretty cool. So yeah, uh, well-deserved CCP Aurora. Um, thank you for all your hard work you put into the community. Yeah, you also kind of mentioned the streaming and the Thunderdome, but she also helped with like the broadcasting of Alliance Open and all that kind of stuff too. And uh, speaking yeah. of streaming, I think her and Elise Randolph did like a full stream kind of discussing like um, theory crafting and the AO and all that kind of stuff. So mm -hmm. they did. It was pretty interesting to watch. Yeah. All right, Casper, you want to grab the next one? Sure. Uh, best space to roam, actually. And it was pretty split um, through the top two. And I'll just say the second place was a uh, catch. And, but the winner is Paragon Falls. Um, I don't, I'm going to show my not knowledge of the game. Who lives in Paragon Falls? You guys can answer this for me. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> I don't uh, roam in Paragon Falls that much, to be quite honest. It's, Chat, there's help something us called out. Casper units in, in Goran that it's uh, four jumps away from the hole is one Casper unit, and that's <laughs> as far as you're allowed to go to get a you fight. You only go one? Nice. I can only go one Casper unit. But I Paragon Falls won this, and I don't know who lives there. I would like to know if anybody in chat knows. I'm sure people in uh, chat will say, but I, yeah, I think I, it's. I think the main draw of Paragon Falls is Lord of Worlds Alliance. Yeah, Lord. Oh, I was going to say. and kind of the upper right side of it. Um, Pihord and Frat and some various other groups own other little pieces of it, but I think the main draw for small gangers is. Uh, Lord, because they are easy to shoot. Farmable. I really hope somebody's watching from them. If you are, you're allowed to yell at us. Yeah. If, if I was gonna, yeah. if I was gonna rename that category, it'd be like, uh, like easiest ratter frags <laughs> and and ramming T1 frigs or something like that. Yeah, Ramming. the only reason I know them is like we tend to like if you filament, sometimes you'll end up in that area and kind of go through there, and you'll get some soft stuff along the way. Yeah, so uh, we'll move on. The next category is best less than ten poster. Who wants to take that one? I'll do this uh, one. Go for it. All right. So this one, there's actually like four people within five percent of each other. Um, but the top uh, best less than 10 poster is Dusty, obviously, to right. me, um, despite the fact that he's no longer in less than 10 Discord. Come, come home, Dusty. Yeah, come, come home, to Dusty. Us. We miss you. For Dusty. Well, yeah. everyone else misses you. You're still in the Thermo Discord with us. So. And Andy, you're up, Andy. Uh, yeah, so the next one is best game change. Uh, this one was an absolute landslide. I'm not even going to pretend it was close. Uh, Needlejack jump filaments. So I think we talked about it um, when we were adding this to the options. It was like first kind of implemented, I guess, as a temporary thing in 2019. So we kind of like teetered on whether or not we should include it. But they weren't really a permanent thing in the game until um, early, what was it, like February or so? Um, yeah, but, yeah. But I mean, they kept they kept the Rudolph filaments around until they made the permanent change. But you know, it was a twenty twenty change for sure. Yeah, and then they've added you know um, the ones for like the new season. They added kind of different variants, and then the Potron filaments. Anyways, 
like blowout that was by far the everyone's favorite change which i think makes sense like it's had a huge impact on how easy it is to just roam around as like a small gang so that one's like clear choice uh the next closest was the ess changes um with about half as many votes um which again like i think had a pretty big impact on us but by far needlejack jump elements was the big one yeah, I think the cumulative effect of all the other updates has been pretty substantial lately, but the biggest structural change for sure is those filaments. I like, so the filaments really allowed Thera to almost be like Thera Plus, right? Because we live in Thera. And uh, it, it's it's nice because I never roll, we never roll Thera holes. We just use the connections as they are. So with this, like if there's a shitty connection, you just, you just eat out. And and you you're on your way. And if it's shitty, then you know you just start roaming and yeet again. Or if you need to get back, sometimes you get camped in. Like you could yeet out, and then maybe you're near a Thera connection. It works really well. But uh, I mean, I, I think like that's a selfish reason that I like them. But I think the best thing going for Needlejacks was that it made small gang more accessible to casual players or players who don't primary small gang as their play style. They just can decide like, hey guys, I got some some filaments, hop into a PvP ship and let's leave our staging. Or hey guys, let's meet in Jita. Like that that aspect is amazing for small gang. Yeah. Yeah, I think being able to skip, being able to be like, let's just grab some friends or some random people from a channel or whatever and grab some ships in Jita and then skip five jumps of high sec and 10 jumps of low sec and gate camps and be in null sec to start looking for the fights you're looking for. Yep. Just makes it much more accessible. Yeah. It's I great think, for streaming. Yeah. And the point I was going to um, kind of second that 10 made was um, for kind of public room stuff or for us for like recruitment rooms, it's been great because you can just meet up in a hub, get everyone in a ship that they can fly, kind of sort out your comp, that kind of thing. And then you can jump and you don't have to worry about like half the people being, you know, blue to the space of roaming through until you get to your desto or like any of those kind of problems that you kind of had before or like, oh, like this person has like a negative set sex status, so they have to move fast or they're going to get caught by like uh, Concord or whatever. Like none of those things have been issues. You just have everyone kind of warp out to a ping filament and then you're good to go. So I think it's made kind of public roam type stuff, recruitment roams for us personally. Like it's helped both of those things a ton. Yeah. All right. Let's, the next one's a big one. Next category is most influential small ganger. So we didn't really define what influential means. But we just left it open for people to, to decide. So whether that means best or, or <laughs> inspiring or what. We but, defined uh, it yeah. a little bit by how we trimmed the category. There are there were like forty nominations or something for this category, um, so we had to cut down on the number of of options. And essentially, we cut everyone who are. If we thought what was this person's influence, we didn't think of anything immediately. Yeah, and it's. I was actually pretty proud of the way we trimmed it down because everyone got votes, which is which is cool. Uh, everyone got votes. And uh, with that, we'll go to the winner, dramatic pause, AP. So AP won. Congrats to, to I'm not even going to try it, Oris. I'm just going to call him AP because that's what people call him. But uh, Porkchop, Oris Porkchop. 
<laughs> like that. A lot of a lot of big names. Like everyone on this list, like did different kind of things. Um, you know, like three tiers is is on there, and he got he got some votes. Um, he's he's like doing God's work, streaming small gang, and and doing it. Like, uh, how can yeah? How can he run like, fleets occasionally? Yeah, like how would you describe three tiers in like one word? It's like he like he's so calm and and uh like i don't know i there's something about him that i i really enjoy watching he, i think he's a really like good ambassador yeah, he's got, almost, a, he's got a good good pilot voice like, yeah. everything is fine just because the plane's on fire and there's 15 things coming to kill us it's okay yeah and i hadn't watched his stream but i saw the video of i think it was 10 it was you in three tiers right um it was like the legion and i can't remember what you were in um uh yeah probably a phantasm or a cinnable or something yeah and you guys were flying together and fighting a blob on a gate and um yeah he's just like super mellow and i was like oh this is really nice and he like explains like what's happening or like you can see him pull away and he's like oh i'm starting to take a lot of damage like he just explains things well which i think like is a big thing for streamers like especially for eve where like it's not super intuitive what's happening or there's a lot of information coming in, just like having a streamer that's number one, calm, and number two, like explaining what's happening or what they're doing and why, like that's huge. So yeah, it, it was, again, like I haven't watched his streams, I think just because of the timing, it's kind of like tends to be like midday for me. Um, yeah. But just watching the videos, I was like, I wish I could see more of his streams. And then Amelia's on there. Amelia, like, I see Amelia all the time in in Discord looking for Rome, just like, yo, anyone anyone want to roam? And I don't think most of the Discord realizes how fucking good of a pilot he is and like that they should jump on that opportunity. He's like this like he's like the Steve Nash of Small Gang. You will you will be better just playing with him. He's so yeah. he's been actually holding I'm gonna hate saying nice things about him because it's gonna get pasted in my Discord and people are gonna laugh at me. But he's been holding our group together really well, always out there, always up for content, literally Euro time zone to late US time zone, always like just doing whatever he can. And yeah, he holds the game together really good lately. So yeah, I mean and yeah. he has a good video we just put out. So like Yeah, I was gonna say watch nuts. the watch the nightmare video and you'll see like how good of a pilot or all the nightmare videos. It's what five of like there's like five separate nightmare videos and we I just wanna, talked about the last one. I want to say it wasn't until, you know, AT where I, uh, you know, coached him very, very closely that he got to be this good. So I can take some content here, but no, he's been actually amazing. Yeah. And then another guy on here, Stitch, who, who is, is different from a lot of the people on here because his, his big like contributor is, is in his, his brain, basically like the, his good posts on Reddit, his videos, his very informative, long videos. Um, and he speaks the truth. Like, he's a, he's a good man. Um, yeah, so. I always, every every post or every video, like, I learn something about the ships he's talking about. You know, there's yeah. just, you know, such good, insightful thoughts about the relationships between different kinds of guns was a recent one. Like, different sizes of guns for cruisers and for battleships and stuff. That's really... You know, stuff that I, I would not have independently started thinking about. But it turns out it's really interesting. Yeah, like I think he did the, um, was it Nighthawk video not too long ago? And yeah. talked about kind of the rate of fire bonus and what that really means and that kind of thing. And 
Yeah, so a lot of really like technical knowledge and kind of like digging in and finding like these weird niche fits that work and why they work and kind of explaining the dynamics behind that. Yeah, so it was a, a pretty competitive field, I would say. Yeah, and then obviously like we can talk about AP as much as like, like literally a lot of people like to shit on him and, and sometimes rightfully so for sure. But he, he puts in a, so much effort and and if you get a chance to roam with him too, take it because he's he's super chill when you're roaming and he puts in so much effort in videos and he puts out really good content explaining things. So it's well deserved for sure. Um, a lot of people voted for him. So congrats, man. Yeah. Yeah. I'd point out too that um, I think AP, Amelia, um, I don't know if anyone else has, but definitely those two have also just like hopped in the Discord and roamed and like streamed it and just like let people hop in, ask questions, roam with them, that kind of thing, which I think is super cool because like very rarely do you get the chance to fly with really, really good pilots like that, especially if you're not in corp with them. And I think a lot of times like the corp kind of like getting into a corp is a lot harder than just like hopping in a discord and flying with someone who happens to be leaving from Jita and that kind of thing. So props to yeah. both of them and like anyone else too, that's just hopped in the discord and either streamed or invited people to join them. hundred percent. Yeah. And that's never been easier, you know, shared bookmark folders and filaments and Thera and all that. Like we're, we're rapidly approaching the point where it doesn't really matter what corp you're in. As long as you don't have a bunch of blues, like, you know, yeah. mechanically, I mean, it's just not a barrier anymore. All right, should we move on to, to the last category and then we'll move on to the draw winners for the skins. Uh, so Casper, why don't you take this one? Best so, podcast guests. Best podcast guests. So I didn't even really think anything about this one until halfway through. Um, it was actually, again, really, 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 really close. Um, I know Joe Castus is in the chat. Man, dude, you were so close to winning this. Um, what is it? Two votes off winning this. So freaking great episode. You, you were there. So thank you for that. But the winner happened to be um, Wild Things, Elise, and myself over the Alliance Tournament episode. Yeah. Um, I'll go with Elise's popularity here. And Wild is, if you know Wild, you know Wild. He has and personality and that just we'll call it his panache right he has a panache but (laughs) the guy is skilled and he knows his crap and so and then elise everybody loves elise so that was just a fun episode to be on and we actually took that one but joe castus i'm saying two votes dude so that was a killer episode also and in case this is confusing as why casper is being called a guest this was before this was when it was just blood rune and i hosting uh and casper it was his first time on the show and he it was as a guest so it was it was kind of from that episode that when when Blood had to step away, that uh, that I asked Casper to to join me. He he said he was interested, obviously, but that I kind of I knew we had we could talk, right? So yeah, so that was a good episode, and and like he said, Casper, the the episode with Joe Castus was also very. Oh, I mean, one of my favorites for sure. Ten and I fly with him all the time, so like the chemistry is is already there. It's and he's just a great man. Love you, dude. <laughs> A Dunk Dinkle episode that got that got some votes. It did. <laughs> uh, Chad is also saying that um, ten is the best guest. So sorry, Casper, you might have to share. <laughs> Damn it. Okay, fine. Nice. Yep, that's me. All right. So uh, I mentioned the when I was talking about CCP Roar, I mentioned the Eve partnership thing. One of the benefits of the Eve partnership is uh, we're gifted codes uh, every once in a while. 
with these unique skins uh, and they look like badass. Uh, and the first batch was an Estero. So as part of our Nanny's Award, we put in a thing where you could enter a draw. So Ten's gonna go and read the, these are Discord IDs. Um, so we'll contact you, you guys don't need to contact us, but we're gonna read out the Discord ID names just so we can celebrate. Yeah, we don't have the in-game names because we just had people put their Discord names as entries so that we could find them, obviously. Um, and what we did was we just copied all the entries into a, uh, a list and just used a random number generator to pick. We have seven winners. They are Mesmo, Iter, Proxe, Gursky or Gorski, Yan, 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 whose last name Yen. no one can pronounce, <laughs> uh, Scotty with an I, and Merc404. And I will, Feral will DM everyone, um, you know, get in touch and get uh, those redeem codes to you. It's a redeem code rather than an in-game item initially, so you, you'll have to go on to the EVE website and there's a, a code redemption thing where you put it in and it pops up in your redeem queue. Congratulations. Did you right want on. to sell me a skin cheap? Yeah, you guys hit me up. That is all. And also, guys, right now, since we just one. hyped them, we're going to give one away right now, so... There you go in chat, check it out. Exclamation point raffle to get in the draw for one, five minutes. Uh, and, hey, are we uh, in this hell? Yeah, do we have nope. a way to show chat what it looks like or are we too lazy to do that? Oh God. They look really cool, but I don't know how to show everyone. <laughs> Maybe I'd have to channel my, my uh, you know, inner inner millennial to figure out how to do that. But right now I'm not going <laughs> that, to. Yeah, that's, for, that's too complicated. For fear of breaking yeah. it. Uh, yeah, so uh, so it's a Estero skin, guys. It's pretty cool, and uh, we'll come back to that in a few minutes. You guys will see who wins. Um, whoever wins, just like DM me on Discord um, to verify, and uh, after the show, and yeah, sounds good. So we'll move on to another topic from the nannies. That was fun. Wait, first of all, what did you guys think of that? Should we do it like next year if we're still around? Should we do the nannies in twenty twenty one? I always got to do the nannies. Yeah, that was kind of fun. Yeah. Stream? Yeah, it's just interesting to see what people uh, what people think. I mean, it, it's, it's from the... Uh, I'm just drinking Coke, so it's fine. But uh, it's, it's from the, the office, right? They had the word, the Dundies. So it's kind of like... Hopefully nobody takes it too seriously because it is kind of just a, a meme, but it's it, but it's fun. So I think we will do it. Yeah, it's fun. We'll keep it up. It's you know we didn't make any significant effort to stop people from voting on all of their different Google accounts or anything like that. So I wouldn't take it as like objective truth or anything. But... What are you talking about? I looked at the results for like a whole thirty seconds to see if they were duplicated. I was like, ah, they look I, for I forgot Andy was our security committee. Right. Very uh, tight security. I take my job very seriously. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, let's get into it then. Booster Masterclass. Uh, so if you guys don't know, Masterclass is kind of a segment we do every once in a while where we really drill into something, go pretty deep. We try to cover the basics as well for newer people. But uh, we also try to apply our own experiences and, and thoughts on it as well. So boosters, what are boosters? 
I mean, drugs basically, right? They're, they're consumables that you take, you consume, they give you bonuses. Some just give you a bonus, some give you a bonus with a chance of a side effect. Tidbit, boosters, the drugs used to be illegal except for synth in high sec. And I'm kind of bummed that they changed that. Like, I know it was a pain in the dick, but it going rewarded gate effort, to gate, like honestly. Yeah, yeah, and and it wasn't just like, oh, go to Jita and get stocked up on on strong pill. It was like you had to like talk, like, yo, can you can you fill my order, dude? We'll meet in a low sex station. I'll bring you know, like, yeah, it it was kind of cool. It's like you guys can flame me for acting like a role player, but like it was pretty (laughs) cool. It was, it was cool. So first off, I'm bummed that that's changed and that it's it's been a while, Um, and I understand why they did it, but. The basic drugs are just that. They're drugs. They're built from special gas that people huff. Uh, another interesting tidbit is the gas comes from certain designated constellations in the game, each type. So each some of the regions have these constellations where, where drugs can be produced, basically, or farmed the gas. And then that's part of a reaction. They get produced, then they hit market. Um, but that's just the normal drugs, right? There's also the, um, the anti-pharmacons, which are dr- like drifter drugs. And then there's uh, the agency drugs, which originally was a reward. You can get them by Concord LP now, right? That's the main source. Is that how yeah, it works? Yeah, I think so. So the first, the agency were just a handout. And then there's one more that is is only a CCP handout, and that's Quave Zero. Um, so we'll just go through each one, one by one, talking about boosters. Uh, yeah, so just real quick, else. I wanted to, to run through the, the really basics of how they work. Each booster goes in a slot, sort of like implants, like you have slots, you know, slot one implants and two and three and four and whatever. Each booster fits into a slot. So there's a couple that are mutually exclusive from each other. Um, And then anything that isn't uh, a synth or a special drug like the Anthropharmacon or the uh, Quave Zero or whatever has a chance, depending on how strong it is, to give you side effects, which are usually things that are like the exact opposite of what you want, like, you know, ship speed reductions and and things like that, that we'll talk about in detail with all of them. But it's important to to be aware of with the ship you're flying, how bad the side effects might be and decide based on that, like when you want to consider taking them. It's like, you know, I know uh, Feral, you do, and I do also carry Exile around in our VEDMAX um, because it boosts your armor repair, and if you're in a tight spot, that can definitely save your ass. But it yep. can also penalize your speed and penalize your capacitor, and you know, so it's not like I'm just going to take it and go. It's you know, I'm going to wait until I definitely need it and use it, because we live in Thera, and we are not free of the um, the clone delays. Um, if you switch clones, your booster timers reset. They all have a 30-minute base duration, which is increased by biology to up to 100% extra. And the side effects and the effects all just linger for the whole period. If you live in a citadel, and you can just freely swap clones all you want, you can take your drugs. If you get a side effect, you can switch clones and switch back immediately, and then take it again, because you've already cleared all of it by swapping. Um, so a lot of people, if you if you live in a citadel and you don't go very far from it, Asper, um, it's quite easy to just try again until you have side effect free drugs. It gets really expensive real fast, by the way. 
it yeah. does get expensive if we're using the fancy drugs. That is yeah. true. But yeah, like, I, strong oh, drugs right. are what, like twenty-five to forty mil, kind of is the price range for strong drugs. So it does get expensive. And pre-rolling, I mean, being a, a therapleb, we are not privileged with pre-rolling. But uh, you know, so I typically the way I use them uh, is depending on how expensive my ship is. It, and how bad the side effects are like some ships it's crippling but uh sometimes i'll take strong sometimes i'll use synth because synth doesn't have side effects like uh, a synth that i typically use would be like a, a synth um Frentix for optimal range in like a Truglavian ship or or like a like a pulse like a kiting pulse ship something like that that's really dependent on on optimal range um yeah, and then there's Soothsayer for fall-off. Same thing for, for uh, Minotaur ships. But I'll take... I use Overclocker, Quaif, and then um, one of the other ones. So that would be uh, a slot two, right? Yeah. Should we go yeah, all, all the... Do what, what they all do before talking yeah, about... We'll <laughs> yeah. Essentially, they're like... All the turret ones share a slot. Soothsayer and Frantix. All the missile ones share a slot. Um, I think Mind Floods shares a slot with the turret ones. I might be mistaken. We'll go through it all. Let's just do that. Yeah, yeah let's uh, just organize it by slot. So. Yeah, before we get into that, though, kind of the point I wanted to make is that there's kind of two, I guess, like frameworks for using drugs. One is kind of the pre-roll. So you just keep pre-rolling until you get the, the drug rolls that you want without the side effects that impact you. And then the other kind of approach to using drugs is like a, an emergency switch, right? It's like, I'm going to carry this around with me and I'm only going to use it if I absolutely need it. Um, at least that's what it seems like to me. I don't use a ton of drugs, so you guys can kind of double check me on that. But there's kind of like the two different approaches, at least it seems like, to using drugs and um, like whether you pre-roll or whether you kind of save them for when you absolutely need them. Yeah. Well, let's just... Before we get into the slot types, we'll talk about skills because uh, if you're going to use the non-synth version of the penalty drugs, there are some two skills: neurotoxin control, neurotoxin recovery. Uh, both are, are are both negate the side effects. One by the chance, one by how strong the side effect is. And then there's uh, biology is the other one, which gives you a bonus to duration. So if you want to use drugs, use boosters, train those skills. That's easy. Let's go through slot one. Uh, Casper, you can take slot one. Uh, sure. So slot one has, uh, uh, it's called blue pill, which is a more popular one, especially now with Nirvana's and stuff, but uh, shield. Um, and it gives you some pretty crappy side effects, actually. Well, they all do, but the side effects are capacitor capacity, explosion velocity, shield HP, like total HP amount, and turret optimal range. Um, so you can, you know, get a chance to trade off all those for getting extra active shield tank, which is, we just, everybody calls it blue pill. Um, the armor uh, side of that is called exile. Same exact thing, but you can get some armor HP out of it. Um, and instead of shield HP, you get explosion radius velocity for missiles, I believe. Is that correct? Yep. Yep. Okay. And then same slot one you got, uh, it's called Mind Flood, uh, it's for Capacitor. We take that in Recons quite often in our Corp, just because Recons have shit cap, and we're really susceptible to newts. So Mind Flood is, is a really, really good thing to do, especially in like a curse. 
Um, so it gives you bo uh, bonus to a capacitor. Is it capacity or region? I've forgotten that actually. I don't know. Uh, Let's double check that. I, I think it's region. So region, okay. But uh, you can get lower uh, shield armor rep amount, lower shield boost amount. Um, ag again, explosion radius velocity, and uh, optimal range on turrets, I believe. So that's kind of. Eh. And then uh, yeah, if you're in a passive ship with a logi, especially a curse where you don't care about optimal range or explosion radius, then it's basically all good because you don't. Yeah. If you're not repping yourself, the penalties don't really matter. But if you're local repping, it can be absolutely wreck you. Yeah. Yeah, I think um, any any like logi fleet logi ships should be taking uh, mine flood because they're almost always buffer tanked unless you're like trying to do the sig radius thing with the next one. But yep, yep. So the next one isn't used that much actually. Um, I've messed around with with a dramulan low sec. It's called X instinct, and what it is is sig radius. So if you're in like say a dramule and you want to sig tank everything, you can with you know a strong X instincts and halo implants, you can get down to like a hobgoblin size. So you're almost impossible to hit. So it's called X instinct. It's not taken that often. And again, has some nasty uh, side effects like them all. Uh, you can get minus uh, shield or armor uh, total HP. Uh, your fall off range and your missile velocity uh, can be nerfed pretty hard. And then again, in slot one, you got Quaif. Uh, everybody knows what Quaif is. It was given out by CCP, I believe. And you just get 5% flat to uh, speed and scan res. And there's no side effects to that, so it's pretty cool. Um, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's those um, the synth stuff we were talking about. Again, no side effects, which is really, really, really cool. But only a small bonus. You only get five percent bonus to shield, um, and then 33 minute base plus whatever your skills are. So those are kind of just like a little add-on. I don't remember what year they put those in there. Do you guys remember? Relatively. That's. New. I don't remember when that one started, but it's from. An epic arc or something. The Nugohevi synth blue pill is a special one. That's like a little better than regular synth blue pill. Yeah, because the regular synths are are three percent, I think, and then the Nugohevi is five. Yeah. Is there a big price difference there? I guess I've never even. I don't know. I don't know. I don't armor ships, so I don't look. With with the tanking drugs, I never use synth. I I use a uh, either like strong or improved, basically, mm -hmm. and I just use it like if I need it. That's the way I approach. Makes sense, yeah, yeah. Approach and then ones. also in slot one are the antipharmacons that Faye mentioned earlier, uh, a couple of them. Um, there's Ariolus, which is, again, 8% capacitor. And the cool thing about these drugs, actually, again, no side effects. So you can get a free 8% cap or with the uh, Kyosubo, I'm going to say that wrong, but 8% armor rep or the Thiero, which is 8% shield boost. So if you want to, you know, get, you know, not a gambling man and just want a little bit of 8% bonus that you know you're going to get, you can go with the antipharmacons here in slot one. You're mm -hmm. definitely going to pay the price difference between that and the 3% of synth, though. Yeah, for sure. Yes. <laughs> um, but really, it's never a bad idea to just look at whatever ship you're in. Like, I throw synth mind flood in all of my cinnables because they're a constant cap management game. And 3% is not a lot, but, you know, it costs like a million-esque. And yep. why not, right? If I'm not going to risk taking a stronger drug, it's there. Um, also, for context, synth blue pill is like 600k, and synth uh, the Nugo Heavy, however you say that, is 6 million. So, 6 million versus 600,000 for that little extra bump between yeah. the 3 and 5%. Not yeah. unaffordable, but definitely a difference. 
Uh, which one of you guys wants to take slot twos? I can do slot two. Sure. Slot two is all the turret drugs. Um, so there's three of the, the regular kind with different strengths. And all the ones that potentially have side effects, they come in synth, standard, improved, and strong. And the effects are bigger and the side effects are bigger the higher you go. Um, so that's uh, drop for tracking speed, which can penalize your armor reps or your shield hit points or your fall off or your ship velocity. Um, which, so obviously, especially the ship velocity with, if you're small ganging, that could be a very serious concern. Um, there's Frentics, which does optimal range. And it also has a ship velocity potential side effect, but its other side effects are tracking, shield boosting, and then armor HP. So kind of flip sides of what drop has. And then um, for fall off, there's Soothsayer which again does armor, ref amount, and shield HP. It can also uh, tank your optimal range and your ship velocity. And that's one where like, I'm always sort of a question mark about whether I want to use it in something like a Cinnable where you're, you know, if you're an AC Cinnable, you're almost everything is in fall off. So if you get an optimal penalty, like, okay, you're going to lose 500 meters of range because your optimal is 3K. Um, but the ship velocity and the shield HP can, you know, really ding you pretty hard. And then there's one more anti-pharmacon in this slot, in slot two, um, which is Iokira or Okira or whatever, you, however you pronounce it, uh, which does those 8% tracking speed. And again, if you can afford them, the anti-pharmacons are really quite good because 8% is enough to make a difference and there's no chance of side effects. I use that one all the freaking time. Actually, especially in AT ships, like little niche one percent. I'm talking to you, but honestly, every time in an amp, use this. Like it's so good. <laughs> oh, All those players out there, yeah. us down. I can't track. My snakes make me go too fast. <laughs> it's a thing. All right, listen. It's first world problems at the core. Oh man. So you know what's okay. an interesting tidbit is if you were in a Vedmac and you took Soothsayer and rolled every penalty, you might be in a balanced ship. Especially if it's strong. Yeah. <laughs> so there's there's a tidbit for you. But uh the other thing yeah. is I see the um the drifter drugs a decent amount in capitals, which I don't think applies to a ton of people here, but that's another thing. It's like um when you're talking about capitals, the percent bonus is massive. Um as right. far as like what you can rep in like a uh, active rep facts or something like that. And similarly the side effect penalties are also hefty. Yeah, because which you're dealing is, with such big numbers. Yeah, exactly. Which is why the the drifter drugs are so good for capital, since you don't have that uh, penalty bonus or the penalty percentages. Yeah. All right. Well, I'll go through slot three. Um, slot three is is basically your like missile application. It's similar to slot two. It's just for missiles. So uh, you have. Crash, which is uh, Explo Radius. And then your penalties are Armor HP, Missile Velocity, Shield Boost, and Ship Velocity. So, you know, that if you're like in a kiting, like let's say active Tengu, like three of those four are pretty fucking terrible. You get uh, missile Actually range. Ruin your fight. Yeah, like that's, 
but but crash is pretty common to take like if you had like let's say let's say you're in like a uh like a hull tanked like torp battleship or something like that like it's beautiful like strong crash all the way um and then you got uh anti-pharmacon toxot toxot is just uh again anti-pharmacon so no side effects eight percent bonus to uh missile flight time so range effectively and then uh, I'll just go through the agency ones real quick. That's it for slot three. You have slot 11. The agency drugs are kind of on their own. So you always get to have one of these three. Hard shell, which is uh, shield boost and armor rep. So active tank. And yes, you can double dip on like an exile or a blue pill with a hard shell. And it, it'll like, you know, boost both. Uh, so overclocker, which is ship velocity and pyro, which is uh, turret missile damage. So no drone damage, but turrets and missiles get the benefit. I think Pyro is probably more of a PVE drug, I want to say. It's a little pricier than the others. Um, I almost always use Overclocker myself. I don't know about you guys, but like Overclocker 3 or 4 in bling ships. How about you guys? Pyro. You use Pyro, really? Yeah. My Maybe I'm missing out. If they're going to tackle me, I'd rather kill them first rather than trying to run if I'm already tackled. Okay, so you're just saying you get scrammed lots. Just generally, yeah. <laughs> okay, okay. Dead, they can't tackle me. It's a good philosophy. Nice. I'm going to shamefully say that I've used it for PvE, and that's all. Oof. Uh, for Pyro. I've used Overclocker elsewhere, but for Pyro, that's the only time I've used it. Mostly because I don't fly mainline DPS ships. I fly Tackle, and I don't think the, over, or I don't think the Pyro is going to do much for my Malediction. Yeah, Pyro will sure. not benefit your uh, Tackle Interceptor very much. I usually look at who I'm going out with. If I'm, you know, if, if you're the Interceptor, obviously not, but, like, if I'm in a VEDMAC and I'm the slowest thing on grid because everyone else is in frigates, then maybe I'll take Overclocker. But if I'm in a VEDMAC and Faye's got his Nighthawk and Jocastus is in a Balgorn, I'll take Pyro because I'm already way faster than the rest of the yeah. group. And then slot 14, there's one more we haven't mentioned, and there's good reason. There is a, a drug that boosts your Edencom uh, Vorton gun damage. Can uh, you so. tell me application ever? Is it application? There's there's like six different versions of it. Yeah, there's there's like one for damage and one for, I think, application and one for range or something. Faith None of the them team. make the Vorton guns good, so it doesn't really matter. Hmm. Honestly, say I've never even seen those. So cool. I'm happy they're there, though. They are there. I um, think so they might only exist as redeemable boosters because they've got dumped on everyone along with the skills whenever they did yeah, that, when they were like, first login released. redemption thing. Mm -hmm. Fair. Well, they're pretty much useless anyway because, unless like, I mean, if one of you guys have bigger brains, and you can you can find a, a use for the weapon system. I mean, if you run them in a fleet and you run them just right, they can be worse boost ravens. So <laughs> there's that going for them. They're tankier. I've seen them once in high sec as like a, a tanky, basically run exactly like a boost raven fleet would be run. Um, but they're just tankier. That's really the only benefit. Hmm. Someone has a Skybreaker Doctrine. I think it's is a P Horde. Actually, has a the frigate has a Doctrine because if you if you warp three hundred of them to somebody's Logi Wing, you'll just frag all of their scimitars immediately. 
<laughs> so, you know, what? Interesting. It's not the same with any of 300. Yeah, but the next time. it's harder to split targets efficiently with other ships. They, these guns just split targets for you. I wouldn't actually know what to do if that many Skybreakers landed. So, okay, fair. I'd run. You should run. <laughs> The next time I'm small ganging with my 300 closest friends, sorry, I was just gonna say I think that really speaks to the balance problem CCP has created with those ships, where like if they're good enough for one person to use, then 20 or 30 of them will be totally overwhelming, and if they're bad enough that you have to bring 300 of them, then you know we're never gonna use them. No, uh, like, and we are getting like a little off the topic, but it's it's an interesting one, so let's just go with it. But it, like, from a game design perspective, that the 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 ship is it's impossible to balance. Like, I don't know, unless you you come up with some like really non intuitive way of of how they work. Like, you're right, you can't make it work on a small scale and a, a larger scale. It's just I don't know. Maybe for niche things like clearing drones, I don't know. I don't know. It worked really well for uh, in the AT for clearing our rebots off our, our Rubisu, but I've not seen a good use for it at all. Faith, uh, Evan God says, loves using it as like a tackle. It's just like a heavy jag type flying thing. And sometimes yeah, I've seen he uses that. the gun, sometimes he doesn't because it's kind of pointless, but it's a good ship just as an interceptor, I guess. Mm -hmm. Yeah, lots of mid slots, tank bonus, pretty quick. All right, so we've covered all the drugs. We talked, we touched a little bit on on like how we use them, little things. But like, I, like I can't stress how much how important it is to use drugs because, like we mentioned, some of them, like even synth drugs, they are dirt cheap, like dirt cheap, like five hundred k to a million. I was selling them in Thera and GravLab for a millipop, like just and and making a ton of bisque. Just like buy them. Keep them in your hangar, a bunch of them, bring them to your staging where you stage PvP, and just every time you undock, throw one of your like mainstay ones you like into your into your hull and get in the habit of using them. I keep like I make my inventory um window on my screen, like in my bottom right. And I always when I undock, I'm in the habit of scrolling so that my drugs are are the ones that are displayed. Right? Wait, are you Country roads. Are you saying like the you you don't find the synth drugs cheap? Are you like newer? Because uh, we'll just I'm just gonna give you some drugs if that's the case. <laughs> um, we like to get people hooked on the synth. So, like I personally have all the drugs in my hangar all the time, and every time I undock, I just drag some in. Usually that's Quaif overclocker, and then like I mentioned earlier. Uh, Minotaur, like autocannon ships, I'm, I'm running um, Soothsayer. And then in my optimal kiting ships, I'm running uh, Frentix. And then, because basically, like with Quaif and Overclock, you're then limited to slot two. So it's it's your, or slot two, yeah, or three. So your, your application type drugs, right? Um, sometimes uh, I won't bring a Quaif, and I'll, like, if I'm in a ship that, uh, has like uh, some some is put into its tank, obviously, then you're gonna go pill or exile. So some examples of that would be like you can roll strong pill on like a vagabond, and that's pretty good because it already has a shield boost bonus, so you end up double dipping on the bonus. It's just much bigger. Um, my nighthawk, 
that I fly, even though it's like I kite with it, but it does 1800 with snakes. So like, I'm not really care, don't really care about doing 2000. Uh, I'll just, you know, use the blue pill and, and try and tank things. So I'm probably going to get scrammed anyway. You use it for like breachers and cheap things in low sec too, just because you look like a little innocent breacher and then you have high grade crystals and you're just like, huh, I can't kill this thing. I'm screwed. And he just whittles you down and you feel like an idiot. <laughs> you're one of those guys. Yeah. Just It happens, right? You see them on uh, Swipples used to be big with them. Even Worms before Nirvana's used to be really, really big with crystals and just active tank and they'll just wear you down. Nothing you can do. Yeah, I think Lasker has a video where he does essentially the same thing, like high-grade pod plus drugs and low sec and just like a normal T1 like Punisher or something like that. So speaking of drugs, yesterday, actually, I, again, I'm a cheater with implants. I'm in high-grade Nirvana's just trying to learn them because they're the new thing, and I have some a hook bill. And there's this guy I fought three times in a row, and he beat me all freaking three times. And I'm really, really angry. I don't die that often, but he beat me three times in a row in this freaking hook bill on hook bill mirror. And I went back and I looked and I asked some people and we did some bunch of Pypha warring or warrioring. I took um, Pyro 3. He took Pyro 3. But the difference was for all three fights is he had standard crash and I didn't. So he applied better. And both in high-grade Nirvanas, both mere fights, I lost all three times because of that one drug wasn't taken. I'm just saying that's how yeah. important the shit actually is. Especially with missiles, since there's like no RNG bonus to its application. It's just like math. This is how it's much just you high hit Do you want more damage? Take the strike. Yeah. It's interesting, for sure. Yeah, for sure. And I think um, having a look at some of the the drifter drugs can really make something f a lot more viable than otherwise is like that that uh, polarized ham Orthrus I gave you. You know, yeah. that 8% of flight time on a, you know, Orthrus missiles are already fast as hell. It lets you project hams out to 60, you know, and do a significant amount of damage because they're polarized. And then also, theoretically, maybe live, um, even though you're in a polarized ship because you are you don't have to get all the way up front. Yeah. So. What else is there? There's... You mentioned not many people use X Instinct, and that's that's true. But there's got to like, why do you think Sig Radius isn't more of a thing? Obviously, a lot of experienced small gangers know Sig Radius in small ships is like is like life. The difference between a a, a viable small gang frigate and a non viable one, essentially, um, and I'm talking about like meta stuff here, but whatever, uh, is is Sig Radius bonuses, right? So. Why is X Instinct not used? Like, I think part of it is because of the size of the bonus. Um, if you look at the drugs themselves, like strong, like top end blue pill gives you a thirty percent bonus to your shield boost, but X Instinct tops out at fifteen percent. Sig radius. Uh, yeah. In my opinion, are you going to choose? Uh, lower sig or to be faster if you're tackled your lower sig is going to make you live a little bit longer but as you know our community we're mostly outnumbered you're going to get ganged up on it at some point it's not going to matter whereas if you're that you know eight percent faster that could be the difference of scrammed or not and dead or alive so that's the trade-off and i think at least in our small community you know being a little bit faster and not getting scrammed in the first place is going to be better than having a slightly smaller sig and just living a little longer while still staying tackled yeah, I agree. I think that's why people tend to go for snakes over halos in general also, because it's just, you know, there's no way you're tanking Brave's home defense fleet. You're just not. 
and you just have to not get tackled. Yeah, it's. Yeah, I think you, yeah. you choose Quaif over that every time. Yeah, it's the exact same as the the Halo versus Snake kind of mm-hmm. argument. But it's still like it would be interesting if someone did like a like a you know an, an afterburner fit that just like min maxes Sig just to see. I think I can link you one, and I, I tried it and tried it and tried it. The problem is, at least in low sec, that everything well at that time about a year ago now everything was dual web meta, which completely counters everything you're trying to do. And it's right. like, well, this sucks. Right. Yeah, sig radius matters a lot more if you're not sitting still. <laughs> Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Like now, I don't know. We'll see. What's what's the meta like in low sec now for that? It's this Nirvana's. is under, maybe this is everything's Nirvana's. Oh fuck, that sounds. I mean, you see a like... Kestrel with polarized and dual web, and it has like 13k EHP. There's Dramules that are 20k EHP. You have Drake EHPs on little Dramule zigs, and just like, huh, this is freaking broken. They didn't change any shield ship stats of any type, and just gave them Nirvana's, and it's just very very OP right now. Is it that like I'm K? Okay. Full disclosure, never ever fly in low sec, but I, I admire some of my courtmates who who do, uh, and they seem to wreck pretty hard. But like, I, like, is it that bad in it's low sec? We need to do imagine a low sec. A, imagine a succubus with you know thirty percent more shield. What up? What area of low sec are you in though? I'm lucky. Okay, because we have um one pilot <laughs> actually females uh, over there and the other side doing the exact same thing with Nirvana's and actually literally kicking ass and just it's broken your ship doesn't have to be that expensive it can look tech two fit but with nirvana's you're it's so good and i think in low sec it's also you know because there's no bubbles or anything if you're paying any attention you can get your pot out mm-hmm. so it's you're not really risking that part of your investment which is right important. yeah you're only like if you're flying high grade it. crystals in null sec constantly like that would start to add up pretty fast in terms of price, but in low sec, if you're if you're never losing the pod, why not? Yeah, we have one um, of our academy pilots has been doing a lot of uh, low sec solo stuff, just kind of in his off time, um, and he's been getting actually a lot of fights that are seem like really good. Like he's running blank pod T two fits with like m- kind of average skills probably like for at least for kind of our community probably like lower skills um since he's a newer player and he's been like actually going probably 50 50 or even a little better than that um but i wonder if it's just like we've kind of like told him you know like these are fights you can probably take these are fights you probably can't take this is why that's the case kind of thing and so we've kind of told him to like probably avoid um some of like the faction frigs that might be blingier, like harder to fight in a plex or like that kind of stuff. And so like pirate frigs and that kind of thing. So I wonder if it's just a matter of like the fights he's taking versus what he's not taking, or if it's really like he's just getting lucky and avoiding the people who have these like high grade implants. I think it depends on the area of low sec you're in also a little bit. I know Amamaki and you know the the names we all know, Tama and Amamaki and stuff like that's where people go to try hard. Yeah, he's had some Tama fights too, which is why I was like curious if he's just getting lucky or like what the deal is. But I think a lot of times he's like outside of those areas and happens to go through them. He's not just like sitting in Tama the whole time. Yeah, I don't know. I like I'd like to get into low sec a little more. Maybe I should, but I mean, so are low sec pilots more or less implant heavy than like small gangers in null sec? More, 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 more. More, you think? Yeah, I think more at the top end, um, and 
and less of the people who just like, I'm just going to go plow a rifter into low sec a hundred times. Though gotcha. some of them also, of course, will have implants. Yeah, yeah I, I would say like the, the people who are mainly in low sec or the people who that's like their primary content is roaming low sec, I think like, of course, do because you're not going to lose your pot unless you do something wrong. Mm-hmm. Fair. All right, guys. Well, uh, let's start moving into the outro. So one thing I didn't prep you guys for, but I want to I wanna chat about during this segment is uh, I like talking about fits. So I'm going to talk about a fit that I recently made where I didn't, I didn't just like copy it or see it really done before. I was just like, I think this would be cool, and I'm going to make a fit and fly it. And I need to fly it more. But uh, this was a fit that I wanted to make for ESS's um, maybe solo, but more like duo trio ESS stuff. And I just was going to go balls to the wall and and use like a pod and bling like I would uh, roaming just null sec generally, but going into an ESS. And I didn't want to use something that I, I've seen lots before. So what I did is I, I whipped up a Loki, an HML uh, 10MN Loki, because I hate 100MN ships. So Tenemen Loki, and they have this unique bonus uh, for heating to afterburner speed. So, and they also get the bonuses to overheating. So you can overheat like crazy on this dead space Tenemen afterburner. So it does over 2K with high grade snakes on an afterburner, which is pretty sick. And then it also has dual webs and a pretty thick active tank. And it does pretty good damage too, because it's, uh, it's dual or triple BCU. I don't recall. I don't have it in front of me. But like, what do you guys think about that? Um, yeah, I hate hundred man ships. It's true. I, I don't like drag racers. I'd rather be able to turn. Uh, that's just that's just me though. But two K is I think two K was that's like my goal. When I made the when I made the fit, I was like, okay, if I can make this do two K, uh, you know, over two K, sweet. I think it's workable. What do you guys think? You get long webs. You get long projection. What do you guys think? Oh, big raid from New Eden Post. Oh, Welcome, snap. guys. Welcome. Uh, my my issue instantly, as soon as you say ESS, you compare everything against a freaking nightmare. It, it's literally that. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe it's just because we, you know, we have all this money to spend, and I, again, I don't know. What is what are you trying to do in a look? Are you trying to go in on somebody that's already set up, or be set up in the inside, or options for both? Uh, when I ESS roam, I have a Viator alt with combat probes, and okay. I, I so I probe it and and uh, make sure there's no recons. Go in and then try and get a response. So the idea was like to go in, uh, yeah, with like two three guys kind of thing, and not so much like in a, a, a crazy expensive highly contested one. Just hey, what's up, Sager? Thanks, man. And uh, yeah, just like go in and get a response from you know like five to ten people kind of thing against the two three of us. Yeah, and and not being a nightmare because like nightmares are fucking scary, right? Yeah. Why this over a phantasm? Then is my first question. Oh, because I also don't like phantasms. What? It's not. Okay, <laughs> I don't like them because when ESSs came out, everyone was like so hell bent on phantasms. I was just like, fuck it. Like I think flying a phantasm in an ESS is the easy way out, right? Like that's like the easy. Thing. True, true, true. You're not wrong. So Faye wants to be a hipster is really what it comes down to. <laughs> what do you mean wants to be? I'm gonna get in there. Be wearing the blue <laughs> <title>. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> I'm gonna take my my you know 
blaster, my 2012 blaster Talos into an ESS, MWD and all. Okay. We did, uh, speaking of kind of tangent, but um, it was in our EU, so I wasn't there for it, but we did uh, blaster thoraxes in an ESS and it went great. It was super fun for the guys that were there and they had a blast and got some like actually really good kill mails too. Have you got a fight with it, Faye, with that Loki? Yeah, I got a couple. Um, I've only had two at once. No, there's a couple like nothing insane, but not just not just like ganks. Um, but it was to be honest, I I kind of forgot about it and then remembered it today when I was thinking about this this chat we were gonna have. So uh, yeah, what, that's, that's what drugs it. would you take? Oh, uh, I was taking over yeah, overclocker yeah. quave. Yeah, I was taking overclocker quave just because yeah. to push the speed up. Because there's this and the reason. Okay, the reason I set two thousand is because. I wanted to be faster than most hundred MN ships, even though I have webs and stuff. There's just so much control in that fit because, like, I mean, if somebody's ramming you hundred MN, you literally just turn down in your ten MN ship and burn away, and they won't get anywhere near you. Uh, so I, I was kind of putting it that like two K will make me faster than pretty much most uh, hundred MN ships, unless they're like snaked and, and blingy themselves, right? So thoughts? Is it dumb? Am I dumb? No, I think no, it's, it's dumb. <laughs> you can say I'm dumb. It's fine. There's I mean, if it works, it works. Boring Loki is that's my issue. They're so boring. Yeah, they I are. Guess you could say the same thing about a phantasm, though, right? Like oh, phantasm in an ESS isn't any more exciting. Yeah, I don't know. It's hard. It's hard to say because the the environment in the ESS is constricted enough that like there's a there's a set of obvious optimal choices. You know, nightmares, phantasms, 100 of men things, you know, stuff like that. Paladins on the defensive side. I've been seeing that pretty regularly lately. Just warp four paladins in and then yep. just like, you know, you got to go because yep. where are you going to be near four paladins? <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, if you if you are going to make a choice to do something that you find interesting rather than like just straight up follow the math all the way through. I think something like a Loki is interesting because it can get fast enough or even like a, a Legion because they can have the same speed bonus yep. um, or agility bonus. Mm -hmm. I guess you in know, the ESS, you can make them interesting. You have to, it's, you kind of get a note at a low sec. You have to look engageable enough for, to want them to button in to actually fight you, right? Because they have the option not to. You're not forcing the fight. So you have to look engageable enough that they'll come. So maybe not ten nightmares inside, because who's going to fight that unless you get fifty munins or you know something stupid? Yeah, yeah. So you got to have that trade-off of a good ship that can fight, but also makes people want to fight. So you have to look engageable, I guess, while still being you know PVP eligible. I don't know whatever word that goes there. Yeah, for sure. And and you want them to come fight immediately, not oh that's kind of scary. We'll form fifty munins. Yeah. Get you some know, you, know, you want them to. Form. In a monitor, warp their 50 mn hull hurricanes into the ESS for you. <laughs> so Alcanter in chat asked how much people make uh, with the ESS per, per hour. So, so how much how much have you guys pulled out? Um, it's so hard per hour, but I've had no like if like ten and I have duo ESSs and like come out pretty pretty damn good. I mean, the first ESS run we did, it was just two of us in in ships that were like three four hundred mil, and. Uh, and we ended up with with like what three fifty mil each in loot and ESS loot. Yeah, in a couple yeah, hours. Yeah, someone fed us a faction fit 
Lashak, which was pretty funny. Um, don't warp your active tank Lashaks at zero on a torpedo praxis. Not a good <laughs> idea. Um, <laughs> but yeah, it's it's definitely isn't competitive with any kind of normal like PVE or wormhole ISK generation on an ISK per hour ratio. But it can be a nice, you know, we were at it for like three hours and we got 300 or 400 mil each, which, you know, is is like 100 mil an hour with all the risks of wandering around null sec and fighting and and all that. So it's not really, if you just want money, it's not great. But if as a supplement to the PVP that you're already looking for, it's quite a nice bonus. Yeah, 100%. Yeah, cool. I, think guys... had, uh, I was going to say, I think um, one guy on our corp um, just went in just to see how much he could make, kind of as a curiosity thing. And I can't remember how long he did it for. I think he did it for maybe like four hours, five hours. Um, but he just like him and his four alts just um, filamented and then split up and kind of headed to like the best ESSs in the area and just tried to rob them all at once. And I think he came out with about 400 mil. So it's like a little like around 100 mil an hour, maybe a little bit less if you're doing it purely like, can I just make the most is per hour with like the lowest at risk? He was doing it with like cheap 100 MN ships to just try to like grab it and go kind of thing. Um, yeah. So if you're doing it purely for like the ISK, it's ish that range, which is not like the it's decentness, but not amazingness. And it's a lot of uh, a lot of that is just luck, right? Like if you land in a region that has really good ESSs, then it's better than like kind of your average day. But I think it's better as like a consolation. Like you're roaming around and you can use it to provoke a fight or to get something out of just waiting around to see if someone will fight you instead of nothing. Yeah, hundred yeah, percent. I sure. agree. So, do you guys have any fits that you kind of dreamt up? thought of that we want to touch on before we uh, move into shoutouts? Anyone else? I kind of put you guys on the spot, so I apologize for that. But It's all good. I have a couple of things that I've been playing with that I'm looking forward to actually trying out. One is um, Zalorb and I were throwing back and forth ideas for a dual prop curse, 50MN and 10MN, so that we could have the option of dipping into ESSs or not. Yeah. Um, and it's actually it's surprisingly easy to fit you don't have to give up too much to get that on there. You just give up that fourth disruptor, you know, in your armor fit, which honestly some nights is like not something I remember to click on anyway. Um, <laughs> so, you know, that actually, I meant to say earlier in our drug conversation, part of what makes my decision between if I'm going to bring emergency drugs like a strong exile or something and synth drugs that I'm just definitely going to take is how awake I am and how much I'm feeling like I want that to be something else I'm also thinking about in the middle of this fight. Mm -hmm. Because if you just take all your synth drugs at the start of the fight, it's done, it's out of your mind, close your inventory, don't think about it. You're not evaluating the exile choice mid-fight. Yeah, that's fair. The other thing, the other fitting that I want to try a little more is um, the, <laughs> the nano flycatcher. Well, um, that's something... You flew Since it uh, before, right? Yeah, I flew it a fair bit um, before the buff. Before they got updated, yeah. Um, and I'm curious to see. Essentially, with the hit point bonus it now gets, you can have the same EHP and another mid slot. Yeah. 
and fitting for an EWAR module or a tackle module. So I've I've been looking at a point web light missile launcher one that I want to hang around in a little bit. Sick. I like it. Casper, you got anything? Uh, yeah, a little bit of change of pace. Uh, it's a Kestrel, again with uh, Nirvana's. <laughs> uh, polarized launchers, dual web, Whoa. AB, and medium shock center. So no point. All right. Somebody just, worked just a, straight DPS them out. Straight DPS, dude. This thing's been so much fun. Even up to like Navy stuff that isn't high grade like potted. You just go in there and shit just dies. It's so much fun. We used to do it, you know, years and years ago with like an Atron, and just you know, dual web, full blaster Atron. But now you can do it with polarized launchers. You know that the missile damage buff with Tech 2 Rage, and then Nirvana's. You get like you know, 8k HP out of a Kestrel with 300 DPS, and it's really good. That is all. Man, that's awesome. Andy, how about you? Any unique fits? Uh, so I don't have any unique fits, but I've been kind of thinking about what else to bring other than... So my go-to is always just kind of like cheap malediction because I have like a stack of them. Um, real life is busy, so I've just been kind of like, oh, I can hop on, grab a malediction and be useful. Um, but I've been trying to think of what else I can bring that's still fun, that's still engaging to like main box, um, but that's not a malediction. And so I actually was thinking about the the same thing, the um, flycatcher that Ten mentioned. So um, I got the idea from one of uh, Daedra's videos. It's one of his um, battle report like breakdowns. He flies a um, flycatcher and he flies it like a nano flycatcher and uses it kind of as screening plus anti-tackle um, with the light missile launcher fit. So I've been thinking about doing something like that or doing uh, maybe like a active rep Magus or something like that. That's like a little bit more um, kind of micromanagement, that type of thing, but still mm -hmm. fun and still small. I think like you mentioned the flycatcher and I think like having the bubble in, in the hands of like a really good pilot that knows kind of where they're going to be warping from and has the like the the mindset and the uh, the the grid awareness to get bubbles to deny warpins is so fucking strong. Like it, somebody that's good at that is is going to be even if it's on an alt and a saber and they're just like warping down, putting bubbles. But like having it as a main box would be pretty quick. Wild cool too. was really really good at that. He flew a high grade snake uh, saber all over the place and would just main box saber actually a useful tool it was so good yeah yeah and even just putting a bubble up you'll watch half of whoever's burning at you try to fly around it because they don't want to go into the bubble even though like you're 70 off it and just like you know it's not really going to matter but some people right. have a really strong aversion to going into it and feeling like they're tackled and other people just cruise straight through it so you watch gangs like splinter apart as they make those two different choices and stuff so you can play some yeah. head games with it as well. We actually yeah, had also, a, Sorry, go ahead. Um, I was going to say, we had a fight with Frat where um, they had a response fleet kind of ready to go and we had tackled a ratter, but we had somebody in an alt or with an alt um, bubbling. And what ended up happening is like all their heavy ships, they brought in maybe two, three battleships and like a battle cruiser and a couple of other things. And because we had tackled them and bubbled initially, by the time the battleships had uh, like initiated warp, got into warp, um, they were all landing in like this very first bubble that was like 50, 60, 70 kilometers away from where this gila that was just like an afterburner gila just burning away <laughs> had dragged the rest of us. 
And so it was a really good way to kind of create the separation that's not so easy to get when you're just on grid and people can warp directly to um, like the person that's tackled if they're in a standing fleet or that kind of thing. And so that's kind of what got me thinking about it is we had a couple um, sabers that were on alt and like they were doing a really good job, but you can only do so much when you're trying to, you know, manage two accounts and all that kind of stuff. And then a hectic grid and outnumbered and everything. So it kind of got me thinking, like, what could you do if you really were like mean boxing and really thinking about like, oh, where do I put this bubble? Like, when do I time it? How do I screen? Like all those kind of things. And if you can do it right, you can set up some really favorable situations, even if you're way outnumbered. Yeah, I like the flycatcher for that, especially because with the light missiles and the range bonus, you have enough projection to like maneuver for bubbles, but still participate in whatever else is happening. Where most yeah. of the rest of the dictors, you have to be right in the middle of it to apply any damage. It's also kind of fast. <laughs> They're all pretty slow. <laughs> like you get some solid cruiser speeds out of them if you bling them. Yeah. That was a cool little uh, impromptu segment. Maybe we should do this more often. That was good. As long yeah. as, as long Surprise as we us once a week. If anyone yeah. in the chat or anyone else comes up with a real use for the web bubbles, DM me because I would love to know. But like, yeah. a small gang know, rather than one. I forgot yeah, they were a thing. <laughs> yeah. yeah, a use for them that isn't warp to the other fleet's anchor and fire it off and then die. <laughs> Right. So do you guys have shout outs? I'll, I'll just uh, give mine first so you guys can think of one. But uh, I just want to give a shout out to all the people hanging out in Twitch chat with us because uh, when I, we started the podcast, um, for some reason, I said, like, let's not do it on Twitch. Let's just kick it old school, pre-record it, have fun. I'll edit it. Uh, good times. And that was like a while, almost like a year and a half ago, at least. I don't know. It was a while ago now. We're 38 episodes in every two weeks. We do one. So so a while ago. But uh, it was pretty fun, I think. I don't know how you guys... Uh, yeah, I am Canadian, that's why. But, uh, like, I don't know how you guys liked it, but I enjoyed it. So did you guys, like, co-host? Did you guys enjoy the Twitch aspect? Oh, yeah. It was super fun watching my face. Yeah. You could dummy up there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It was more chat. fun than I thought it would be. <laughs> how do we I'm do chat? I'm not sure that I would want to do this every episode, but definitely every now and then. I think it's a lot of fun. Cool. So yeah, my shout out goes to all the people hanging out. Uh, sure, I'll go next just to keep that order as previous. Um, it's kind of a random shout out. It's uh, to a whole group, a corp or alliance, that 420 MLG twin turbo reloaded blah, 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 Baltram's crew, right, over Namamaki. So Baltram was kind of losing faith in the game and just kind of like ho-humming after the AT didn't kind of lose in spirit of it. And his corp got together and pooled a bunch of money and freaking bought him an imp, brought him back to the game. Aww. So maybe That's I'm going to get in trouble cute. for saying that because now there's going to be hunters all over and shit, but whatever. And so this guy is back stoked to the game. He's one of the content providers in Losec over there. And so just that was pretty cool. Um, Bins, they call him Grandmaster Bins, and Spirit kind of headed that for them. So big shout out to that corp. They put together like 400 plus bill in a month, and that was his secret Santa from the corp. So that was pretty cool. That's pretty that's awesome. Really cool. Yeah, that's a super cool Christmas present. Andy, you're up, dude. Oh, I'm up? Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, so my shout-out, I think, goes to my corp, um, especially Vice, who is uh, USTZ and has been playing for a long time, was like OG Noir member, um, and then rejoined. 
but he's been FCing a little bit. And so since real life has been busy, it's been really nice to have someone kind of step up and like keep things going. Um, and then also I want to shout out Ovix. So Ovix, I think, found out about Noir from the Lesson 10 community and joined Noir uh, through that and through like the academy there. And he um, was the one that kind of headed some of the small gang rooms that I talked about a couple weeks ago. So yeah, just um, kind of other members in Noir that have been keeping things going while I've been too busy to be responsible. Being responsible in real life instead of uh, in Eve life. So shout out to those guys. Very cool. I'm going to shout out uh, Yan of the unpronounceable last name, who's the CEO of uh, Thermo Furnace, I guess, really. Um, Papa Yan, as we call him, because he has been, you know, starting content and keeping things organized. And he's the one who pitched our Secret Santa this Christmas and just generally making my Eve experience better. So thanks, Yan. Nice. All right, guys. Again, thanks for hanging out in Twitch chat. We'll see how much we do this, uh, but it was fun. Um, we're going to sign off, and then I'm going to send you guys off to the only other person I see doing small gang PvP on Twitch, which is Saint underscore Nick. So with that, guys, just remember, it's not the size of your gang. It's what you do with it.